This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. After a week off, the Rugby Championship is back. The Springboks take on Argentina in what is essentially the championship decider, while the All Blacks will be playing in Perth for the first time since 1992 to take on the Wallabies in a Bledisloe Cup clash. I'm Butler Matulini and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk, special powered by Supersport. As always, former Ireland and British and Irish Lions scrum half, John Robbie will be giving us his insightful analysis. He's not in studio today, but we do have him on the line. John, thank you for joining me again. Looking forward to another the fruitful chat. Great talking to you, Boots. They can't wait for these two games. It's just, a, in a way, a pity one will be over before the other, which changes things slightly. It's a pity they can't uh, play them both at the same time, but that's just the way it is. Looking forward to them. Absolutely, John. Uh, look, uh, Rassi Erasmus revealed his hand for this test, uh, the deciding one yesterday. And, uh, well, this weekend could mark the first time the box win the competition since it was still known as the Tri-Nations 10 years ago, John. Now, we do know that there's yeah. a hoodoo that goes with winning this competition in a World Cup year. <laughs> yeah, could is a word I, I, I don't like. You know, it's 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 everything goes out the window in a World Cup year, as you say. Mm. It's about ticking boxes, and and it's 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 this ridiculous situation. I mean, a normal situation, you win, you play well, you win the championship, or you finish second or whatever, and you say that's great. This is where we are. Yeah. But in a World Cup year, I mean, let's look at the best situation. We play brilliantly. We get a bonus point. We win the championship. We suddenly sort of say, well. Where does that leave us? Does yeah. it leave us overcooked going into the World Cup? Will we be a little bit overconfident? Will other sides up their game, etc.? It's one of these crazy things. And of course, that's what makes a World Cup year so fantastic. And do you think this win, if we do claim it, could actually galvanize us for the World Cup instead of this uh, hoodoo superstition that everybody's on about? I, th- I think a win is good, given what we've had over the last uh, disastrous, you know, the first two disastrous years of the of, of the inter-world cup time. I think we do need that. And the other great thing is, you know, I keep a close eye on the European sides. There are other journalists that I respect, etc. Ex-players, and I can tell you this year, suddenly people are starting to look at South Africa, having written them off. Uh, over the last couple of years, and now starting to say, hang on a second, mm. there is a danger there. Because what they're seeing is what we've talked about for the last couple of games, Rassi Erasmus ticking off various boxes. Yeah. And you've got to look at some of them that have been ticked off. The one thing that's been ticked off is the spirit of the side. And we've questioned that in recent years when players are starting looking at their own arses rather than looking at the team and saying, well, hang on a second, I've got to look after myself, and that's the end for any side. We saw where they won and uh, they came back and drew. It feels like a win mm, in the last mm, minute mm. against the All Blacks in Wellington with that, that terrific try. I and mean, that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing to do. In years gone by, very few South African sides would have done that. But it's a difficult one now because Argentina have got, the, Argentina have got their backs to the wall. Yeah. I think personally they, they suffered a bit of a, a Jaguaris hangover they did so brilliantly. I think they suddenly thought they'll take it on and, and they couldn't do it. Now suddenly they're under fierce, fierce pressure. And my goodness, those opening exchanges are going to be unbelievable in, in, in Salta. They are going to be un- unbelievable, John. And you, st- you talk about the fact that they're under fierce pressure. And this game, Argentina are going to look at the Springboks with fear, as opposed to the last couple of years, teams have been saying we respect, we respect the box, but we don't really fear them. This time around, it's going to be a bit different. 
I don't think the Argentinians will fear anybody at home. You know, they, they, they know they've underperformed and, and they've made interesting selections. I mean, dropping their two lots, Lavanini out, I think that might be a discipline and also a, a, a tiredness issue. But the two guys they brought in at lock have got 70 caps between them, uh, Alamano and, and Kremer. Mm. Uh, they've kept Chaparro, the, the scrummager, which is interesting because I think he's on a bit of a last chance saloon because the scrummers look weak. But they've got... Crevy back. Augustin Crevy is just one of those players who, when he's in a side, they play well. They've got a world-class back row. Sanchez at fly half has been very, very disappointing because he's a world-class player. Mm. For me, one of my favorite players in the world, uh, Emiliano Bocelli at fullback, they're bringing him back. And of course, it's a different challenge. As we said before, the Argentinians want to play wide. They want to bring their fast men in on the outside. Their scrummage is remarkably weak. Yeah. So they've almost done a flip-flop from where they, where they used to be. Our defensive challenge is difference because now the, the, the Argentinians want to move that ball wide, yeah. wide, wide. We come flying up in defense. We try and knock them out. Suddenly they put those men away and we're in big trouble. And we've seen that in the past. We got hammered the last time we played in Argentina. So again, lots of, lots of questions. And I think the other thing is when you go into a World Cup, you've got to be flexible. You have to be flexible depending on the side you play against. We have a different challenge against Argentina. We've got to continue with that, that, that momentum that we've built up. We've got to continue doing the good things well. We've got to tick boxes like the line-out, which has been uh, disappointing. But equally, we've got to show that little bit of flexibility. And you might see a slightly different defensive pattern by the South Africans. But, of course, that means no lesser effort yeah. coming in. So lots of things to look out for. And you mentioned the fact that the Argentines will want to play wide. And uh, it, it, it concerns me a little bit because of the fact that they're going to, I feel, target Magazole Mapimpi a lot uh, on the wing. Cheslin Corby, on the, on the other hand, I mean, we know that, uh, that that small man can stop a train. He can derail a train on his own. But Mabimbi, I'm a bit, I'm a bit concerned. Am I right to be, John? Well, I mean, he has, he has. You know, you, you think about it. You're playing test rugby. You, you, you make two decisions out of a thousand. Something goes wrong, and suddenly everyone's talking about a weakness in defence. I mean, he would not be playing there if he had a weak defense. But maybe they're working on him. Maybe they're giving him those chances, etc. You know, you've got, you've got to respect Rafi Erasmus and say, maybe he's giving him a greater chance to work within that system, etc. But of course, what he brings in attack is, is, is something terrific. I am looking forward to seeing uh, Andre Pollard control the game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him... Being a little bit more, I, I question his decision-making sometimes. I think he just uses that conservative boost, that chip ahead, that kicking ahead sometimes when he's got guys like Mapimpi and, and Cheslin Colby around. So I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more variety there. Uh, Fastu uh, de Klerk, as we say, now suddenly he's got a challenger. Yeah. So we're going to see him say, hang on a second, I've been untouchable over the last year or so. The big worry for me is Vili LaRue. Vili LaRue, you will get no bigger fan than me from Vili LaRue. And he's what the Springboks need. And you think back uh, in years gone by, he's the spark that's been provided. And apart from the, the, the line-outs, which have been disappointing, uh, the big worry I have is that we haven't created enough in attack. And Vili LaRue is the key to it all. Uh, of course, uh, Am has, has been fairly quiet in recent games. Yeah. But it really starts from Andre Pollard unlocking these guys opening the gaps, but the man we've got to see coming through is, is Billy LaRue, and, and I back him to have a big one. Uh, in the game this time. And we do know that he is able to do that, uh, to pull off these big matches when it matters the most of Lilleru. Uh, speaking of Lukanyo Am, the centre pairing again, Lukanyo Am, Damien Delinda, it's another run, f- same as the last match. I would have really liked to see Franz Stein alongside Am. Uh, do you think that might happen in Pretoria next week, maybe? 
Well, who knows? I mean, again, it might depend on what actually happens in the, you know, with the results coming through. And again, those boxes. I mean, Rusty, Rusty talks such a load of rubbish. You know, he says the things we all want to hear. He says uh, that the platitudes come through. Yeah. But what is he actually looking for? I mean, there might be a couple of things he's looking for. He might be looking to change that game plan. He might be, I mean, he's not going to tell us exactly what he's planning. He's not yeah, going to tell yeah. the world. And of course, this is a great game of chess that we have leading up into this up into this World Cup. Again, it's what makes it so terrific. I think the interesting thing about Damien Delande is he's got so many critics here mm. because they say he's big and he bashes and he's thick. And yet, you talk to people across the world and they say, no, there's so much more to him than that. And I would like to see that coming through uh, in, this, in this particular game. The Kanye Am has been fantastic over the last couple Absolutely. of years. You know how good attacking he is. But those two centers are very, very heavily marked. I'd just like to see sometimes a little bit more, particularly from set play. I'd like to see a little bit of moves coming in, a little bit of, of, of rehearsed moves that have been worked on. Yeah. And, and for people who say it can't happen, look at what Ireland have done over the years and look at that incredible score that the Australians got. Came from a set piece move and we've got people who can run those lines and particularly, I think, off, off, off scrums. I think that's an area that hasn't been worked on. I think there's a huge, particularly from the left-hand side where the defensive scrum half is tied up behind the scrum, I think there's a huge area of opportunity mm-hmm. there. And as I say, ticking the boxes but also looking for those slightly different varieties that, that, that come through. But one thing is for sure, it is going to be one hell of a tough game. A man who has been ticking the boxes, John Robbie, at least in my point of view, especially in England, but he seems to have just fallen out of favor a little bit, is Kubis Reinach. I feel a little bit for him. He seems to, to now be the third choice uh, scrum half where not too long ago he was set to go to the World Cup alongside Fafta Clark. Well, again, you can't pick everybody, can you? I mean, Fafta Clark has been outstanding and, and the, the, the improvement in his play since he went to England is, 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 is terrific. It really is. And we have strengths in the Southern Hemisphere, mainly speed and movement. But, you know, the defensive qualities, the, 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 it's so much tighter there. Defenses are so much tighter there and they play so many games. So, you know, he, he's done brilliant. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you talk about Kubas Reina. He came on, he scored that terrific try against Australia. He's been getting rave uh, reviews. But, you know, when, when you look at a certain Herschel Yanchi, mm. what, can you, what can you say about the guy? I almost hope when he comes on, if and when he comes on, he doesn't score. I almost <laughs> hope he doesn't have such a great game. Because uh, every time I hope they don't misquote you. <laughs> no, you, know, you know what I mean because you don't want to get this ridiculous expectation yeah. and to a certain extent this is what has happened to Vili LaRue we have this expectation yeah. of him the world does but the better you play the heavier you're marked and so he is one of the most marked players in, in rugby so uh, you know the, the other thing of course is that, that, that deception is something that a lot of the rugby players talk about now yeah. I think I said before the first Australian game they now have a coach who specializes in deception and yet we've seen precious little deception from, from them. And I yeah. would like to see more of that. You know, you're fainting to go one way. You bring in your big guys on a crash ball. And suddenly there's that short ball that comes from maybe a number eight on the short side, Billy LaRue, coming through. But again, maybe that is coaches keeping their powder dry. You've got mm. to practice these things. And yet you don't want to give too much away before the World Cup so other teams can work on their countermeasures. It's a game of chess. I want to quickly take a look at the run on pack, uh, John Robbie. Now, for me, two names stand out, and only because they are in the team week in, week out. Even Etzebeth, Peter Steft, Atway, will they get a rest? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I personally, I, personally, I like playing as much as possible. <clears throat> and Peter Steft, Atway, seems to play better and better. He's had the injuries, of course, he didn't yeah. have before. But, you know, how, how, how can you leave him out? 
if you tick those boxes, I hate, I hate using that cliche, but it's so important to see this as being ticked, as box ticking exercise in a, in, a, in a World Cup year. If boxes are ticked in this first game, then maybe we'll see runouts given the others. So, so it, I, I think Rassi sort of says, oh, yes, we had this plan in mind. We we're going to play these. But I think he, he won't do it. There are certain things he will say, well, hang on, if this happens, we'll play him. We won't play him, et cetera. The biggest worry with a guy like Peter Skeftik, boy, is injury. But of course, yeah. that you know, goes for everybody. And that's, that's why uh, injuries and that's why replacements are so important. We need to cryogenically freeze Peter Steff until September, John. Uh, <laughs> l- let's quickly look at the All Blacks. Now, they are in Perth. And uh, Steve Hansen named his squad. Sam Kane, Adi Sevilla, Kieran Reid, arguably, arguably the best loose trio in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, Adi Sevilla, I think, is just, is just fantastic. It's interesting he's having his first start as a blind side flank for the All Blacks, which is very interesting. A lot of people said that, that uh, he was going to play number eight and Kieran Reid was going to move to the side. But of mm. course, I mean, numbers are just things you wear on your back. So we might see in certain situations changes coming through there. I see they're calling it a, a pooper formation, like Pocock and Cooper, where you've got the two relatively small and fast flankers. But yeah. I've stood beside Adi Sevilla and I've stood beside Sam Kane. And I can tell you, they're not so flippant small when, they're, when you're standing beside him. <laughs> John, you're a scrum half. You're a scrum half, John. It's, <laughs> it's a hell. It's a hell of an all-black side. I mean, it really is. But then when do you mm. not have a hell of an all-black side? I think that Ryan Cotty and Brody Retallick being out yeah. must be a big worry. And also, of course, the form of, of uh, Sonny Bill, who yeah. I wonder. I mean, even now he's been sent back and they've said, I think, I mean, I, I discovered that statistic that between the last World Cup and this World Cup, he's only played 37 games of rugby in four years. Mm. So they've obviously said... Go and play, let's see, and let's see what happens to the rest. But, you know, Anthony Leonard-Brown and Jack Goodhue in the centre is, is absolutely magnificent. Then you've got a guy like Ngani Laumape to come on. So, yeah. you know, the All Blacks are certainly not uh, short of centres. Aussies, interesting. Uh, you know, they had that good win, a uh, good performance, um, reasonable performance against mm. the, the Springboks at times, but uh, very worried, like us, about creating chances. They brought back the naughty boy, James O'Connor. Uh, he's having his first uh, center start, his yeah. first uh, start at 13, and that's in 45 test matches Oof. when you think about it. I always thought he was a little bit overrated. He had something special about him, mainly because he was so young. Mm. But uh, I think they're, they're going to put an awful lot of pressure on him and say, well, hang on a second, he's got to be the magician. Kirkley Beale is the one who I love at fullback coming through. Uh, once again, the scrummaging for the Australians is, is a problem, but yeah. Alala Toa has come back. But my God, look at the scrum, look at the, the front five they're up against with the All Blacks. I mean, Frank's polls who is it, Moody, Whitelock, Barrett. Mm. I mean, that is just incredible, incredible stuff. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Nick White keeping um, Wilgenia out, which is, which is a bit of a strange, uh, yeah. a bit of a strange thing. But, uh, yeah, the Australians seem to be relatively untroubled. They seem to be fairly confident. Checker, of course, has been called Mickey Mouse uh, by, <laughs> by Hanson, by Steve Hanson. But I think that's all. Uh, mind games. Have, having a laugh about mm. that, about that uh, in the bar. But, but once again, Israel Falau, that whole Falau Gates situation, that must have a hell of an effect yeah. on the side. And behind the scenes, they'll be trying to get, to get rid of that one. But the Australians on their day, particularly Perth, which is a, an interesting sort of city. It's not traditionally a rugby city, but has been growing in terms of rugby now. And, mm. you know, like everybody else, like the top seven teams on their day, they can produce a big one. But I'd be very, very surprised if the All Blacks don't win that fairly handily. John Robbie, I am rubbing my hands at the prospect of what's going to happen uh, this Saturday. Let me get your predictions for this weekend. All right, well, I don't give numbers, as you know. As I know. Uh, I, th- I, I think that the All Blacks will win 
Will they get a bonus point? I'm not sure. I think, I think they'll win against the Australians. Yeah. I think we might be in trouble early on against Argentina, and I think that will be one of the, the issues in terms of soaking in the pressure, then bouncing back, bringing on your, 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 your bench uh, as, the, as the game opens up. Mm. But I, I think there's something special about this team. I think Rassi has worked his magic. There seems to be a wonderful feel, and, and thank God we don't seem to have the, 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 the scandals, the rows that we normally do going into a, into a World Cup in one shape or another. Um, certainly the, 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 the situation in terms of, of development of the game, mm. uh, of transformation of the game, I think Rassi has bought into that. And I think it's a genuine thing. I think that we've spoken about this, uh, this before. So I got quite a good feeling about this, this South African side. And I think that they're dark horses. Mm-hmm. And I think they're enjoying, they're enjoying being dark horses. So I'm going to go for a win for South Africa, but yeah. maybe not that bonus point. I agree. I think a win for South Africa and uh, a bonus point victory for uh, New Zealand uh, this weekend. John Robbie, I am going to go put on my uh, rugby jersey already in an anticipation for Saturday. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was... just before you go, just before you go, yeah. usual, I think of a great point. Annika Mayer always said, French referees, you look at oh, every... Roman pot. You look at every big upset in rugby, there's a French referee. You think yeah. about Japan against South Africa, whatever. I'm not saying it wasn't deserved. And yet amazingly, Rugby rates French referees worldwide and in the Six Nations higher than anyone else. There are more French referees, I think, going than anybody else to the World Cup. They always lead to fantastic games of rugby, yeah. but often they lead to upsets. So it'll be very interesting because we've got Romain Poit uh, with our game, and then we've got Jerome Garcez with the other game. So two French referees always throws that slight question mark into the mix. But I think that's fabulous. It is. John Robbie, thank you so much again for your insight. We will be talking on Saturday. Enjoy the rugby. Cheers, mate. All the best. Bye-bye. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app, livepodcasts.fm.